G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. The horses are on the track. Right around Australia on SEN Track. Thanks to Racing Queensland, this is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. Yes, it sure is. Hello and welcome to the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. I am your host, Alyssa Smith, joined by the jockey and queen of Ipswich herself, Sam. Sam, hello to you. Hello, hello. It's lovely to be here again. Yes, absolutely. So for the next half an hour, we're going to be talking horse racing and we've got a very special guest as well joining us shortly to chat everything about being a horse trainer. So first off, welcome to all of our listeners on SEN Track. We have a big show in store for you. Sam, you've had a big, well, you've got a big weekend ahead, but you had a big weekend since we've spoken. You raced five times on the Saturday, again five times, and you came away with two winners on the Saturday. Huge, huge weekend for you, especially after being on holidays for a couple of weeks. It was fantastic to get a couple of really good winners in town on Saturday, especially after being off, as you say, for a couple of weeks. So it keeps my manager happy and, it, um, you know, people like to see success, breed success. So, no, it was fantastic. And both those horses, you know, um, Chris's horse, Fear Not, she won really well. I thought mm. going through my book of rides early in the day, she looked like she was going to be a really good chance and she raced accordingly. Um, Red Ruby for um, Steve and Matt, she'd been in great form too. The race panned out super for me there and I was able just to get over top of them late. Racing at Eagle Farm on the Saturday, we had success What's it like racing there? It's a fantastic track to ride on. I know it's um, there's been a bit of controversy around the track and its surface over a period of time. I've, they've had to redo this, the track there a few times, but it seems to be racing really nice and consistently now. Uh, they seem to have a you know, the grass cover, which I think might have been their main mm. uh, problem there, uh, pretty well under control. And it's that's fantastic. There's not many tracks here I don't enjoy riding on, especially if I'm having winners. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you can count your money on that one. Uh, you had been on holidays for a couple of weeks. Yep. How was the recovery after that weekend? Yeah, listen, I struggled a bit. Mm-hmm. I, did not, I, I was all right Saturday. It was fine. I had to lose a fair bit of weight to make to make weight for my Saturday rides. And Sunday obviously rode. And then Monday was a very quiet day, just trying to um, get the body you know, back for another busy week ahead. Um, so lots of R&R and just chilling out, really rehydrating, eating the right food, mm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Last episode, we had Angela Jones on the show. Now you raced against her on the weekend. You got the chocolates. Yeah, bragging rights for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. This week though, it's a pretty intense lead up to the weekend, isn't it? What has your week looked like? Yeah, it's pretty hectic this week. Uh had trials, track work Tuesday, races Wednesday, Eagle Farm. Thursday was at Townsville. Today, Friday, Ipswich. Saturday at Doombin. Sunday, Sunny Coast. So it's been a little bit of tripping around, but okay, it's, it's a lifestyle I'm really accustomed to mm. now. I pretty much live in and out of my car and my suitcase. Um, so it's just making sure I'm prepared, making sure my weight's right, um, doing all my form, preparing for the tracks I'm riding on. It just lots of form and stuff like that. Racing at Townsville, what was that like? Because you've never been there before. How do you mentally prepare to take to a track that you have never ridden? Yeah, I was, you know, really privileged to, to be invited up there and have a few rides. It was uh, great fun, really. Um, 
just in terms of doing the form for the track, uh, there's plenty of information out there. So, I mean, I like to go and have a little walk around the track when I get there. Um, have a few, watch a few replays of races that have run there, uh, talk to sort of other jockeys. But I'm probably fortunate enough, I've been around a while now that I've ridden on a fair few different tracks. So yeah. you you really, apart from the ones that are, you know, quite difficult, Ipswich is probably one of the trickier tracks I've ridden on here, just the, the circumference of it and the way they race. Um, you sort of have to be a little bit more on the job. But, um, yeah. Like I said, there's plenty of information out there, so I just try and absorb what I can, and by the time I've had a ride, I've usually got my bearings anyway. Let's talk about Ipswich, because you are the queen of Ipswich now. <laughs> it was a track, you know, well, now you know a fair bit about, but, you know, you, you haven't been in Queensland too long. So yeah. how, did, how did that come about? Because you came in pretty much halfway throughout the season, and then you just had a stellar run, didn't you? Yeah, Ipswich seemed to have been my track. It took me probably... It took me about four weeks to, to ride my first winner once I had been riding here. I rode Melbourne Cup Day and then it took a little while to get that first cab off the rank, so to speak. So And then I think I rode two winners that day and then overall now 22 winners for the season, which was put me one ahead of Jimmy Orman, which was cool because he's obviously the – he was the premiership winner here yeah. for the Metro season, great rider. Um, so for me, it might not have been, a, you know, it's um, satisfying for me to know that yeah, I've managed to get around there all right because they tell me it's a pretty tricky track to ride. So I, I don't know. It just seems to have been one of those tracks of whether I'm riding the right horses or I don't know if it's the way I ride, whatever. But, yeah, it's fantastic. It was a really cool, you know, feather to put on my cap for my first, well, not full season here in Queensland. Yeah, not even a full season. Mm. And you took it out. Yeah, no. Were you expecting that? Because looking at your stats, so 22 first, 13 second places, 13 thirds. It's pretty cool. It's very cool. <laughs> Were you expecting that though? Oh, not really. I always just go out and try and do my best essentially and um, do the best for the owners and the trainers that are, are putting me on and entrusting me, you know. So oh, I always ex- expect success because I, I feel like, I, you know, you work hard and, and you try and do your best. So you obviously you want those results. Yeah. Um, so hopefully last season Ipswich Premiership. The season, Queensland Premiership. I like it. Okay, that's the new goal, is it? Ah, uh, yes, the new goal. Well, my my immediate goal is to get to the thousand winners before the end of the year. And where do you stand now after the weekend with the two wins? So I think I'm just shy of nine hundred and sixty now. So not too many more to go. Home straight. Yeah, home straight. Yep. So that's the next big target. Okay, comfortable. You can do that. Always. Always. Yep. Confidence is key. Yes. Confidence is key. <laughs> I like it. Now, what do you think it is about Ipswich, why you perform so well there? I'm not too sure. Um, I, As a rider, I guess I like to ride horses that race close to speed. I think it takes um, a lot of bad luck out of the equation in terms of horse racing. So uh, whether that's I – I couldn't tell you how many horses I've been close to speed on and that have won at Ipswich. It obviously depends on uh, how wet the track is, where the rail is, all that kind of all that kind of stuff. So I definitely think it helps. It's such a short straight and a short run in there. Sometimes you can get too far back. Mm. Uh, you get a few traffic problems. You have to cover extra ground. So it does make it harder. It's also tempo related as well. If they're going really fast up front, sometimes it's easier to get back and get over top of the, you know, the horses that are leading. Mm. Uh, I don't, don't really know. I'm just pleased to have success at any track. So yeah. that's a win for me. Fair enough. Absolutely. And a big one too. Is that your favourite track in Queensland? 
Ooh, tough question. I'm not too sure. I do like riding at the Sunshine Coast only yeah. because it's probably the pole opposite in terms of circumference right. to Ipswich. Mm-hmm. Lovely, big, long, straight. Um, I think it gives every horse its opportunity. It's quite tricky when you look at it, if you stand at the, where the winning post is and look up towards the straight, there's quite a significant crown on the track, so it canvas either side. So depending on where the running rail is, yeah. um, where your horse is positioned, sometimes it can be a disadvantage to be either side of that crown. Um, the track seems to be a bit wetter in those spots if we've had rainfall. So whenever you watch races there, you see, well, they talk about the crown of the track or um, horses getting away on the wrong side of it. So um, even though it's a lovely big track to ride on, it still has its little quirks. So Sunshine Coast, one of your faves. I think so, yeah. You're heading there on Sunday too, aren't you? I am indeed. Happy about that? Always. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got Doombin on Saturday, yep. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What are you expecting from Doombin? Oh, look, I've got some nice rides lined up there for Doombin. So Doombin's, uh, and comparing it to Eagle Farm, it's a bit shorter mm. straight. Uh, so it can be a little bit harder to get too far back. I have not too sure what my horses have drawn. Hopefully they've all drawn nice, nice low barriers so it means I can be as close to the running rail as possible and saving all that extra ground and giving my horses a, a really economical run. But I always go forward to a Saturday meeting, especially, you know, the fields are generally quite even, tough fields. Obviously there's a bit of money on the Saturday, so it really can be a little bit of a lottery. Um, I've got a couple of nice rides, so they just I need to give them every opportunity. And you never know, though. I have won some big races on some long shots, so mm. I'm the eternal optimist. So, I love it. Uh, yep. Got to be in it to win it, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, you, you mentioned about your weight as well for racing uh, later today. Yep. How are you going to do that so quickly? Oh, I just sit in the spa and sweat it all. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a more luxurious answer for you, but I try and diet most of my weight um, to get down. I, I think it makes it easier afterwards so your weight doesn't bounce back up and you obviously don't want to be too dehydrated because you know it does affect you in some way shape and form so I do have to watch what I eat a fair bit um when I've had a busy week like I've had uh it is easier because obviously you're working all the time and you're traveling around but then you sort of have to make a better conscious food decision because if I'm at home during the week and I haven't got much on a meal prep and things like that so I'm well aware of what I've got to eat as opposed to when you haven't got anything and you're like, oh, well, what's convenient? <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. McDonald's is not great for my way. Jump in the car down the road. Yeah, <laughs> so convenient. So, yeah, it's just monitoring what I've, you know, what I'm putting in, what I'm putting out and, yeah. And more sweat sessions. More sweat sessions, <laughs> I yes. like it. I like it. Well, a big weekend ahead, that is for sure. Stick with us here on the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett because after the break, We'll have the latest in Racing Queensland news. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. And we'll also be checking in with a well-known, well-respected local Queensland horse trainer as well, based out of Eagle Farm. We were just speaking about Eagle Farm a short time ago. We'll get her insights into what it takes to train a winner. That's next. The horses are on the track. Queensland is your place to race this year. This is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett on SEN Track. Yes, welcome back to the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett, where Sam and I are bringing you the latest racing Queensland news. Sam, as punters, we just we see a small snippet of what it takes to get a horse 
race ready. Talk us through the efforts it takes to get a horse ready to take to the track, especially Group 1. Well, uh, not being a Group 1 trainer myself, but I've definitely um, been a small part of what goes into it. I think these these guys that are training horses, they dedicate their whole lives to getting up early, two, three in the morning, um, doing all the work lists for these horses, making sure they've had the right preparation to get them fit. You know, they've got to be, you know, the right feed. They've got to have, you know, the right care physically. They probably get more, you know, acupuncture treatments and and health better health care than we do and most people that do dealing with them. So <laughs> there's a lot that goes into it. It's, you know, they are treated like, mm. you know, performance athletes and so they should be. So uh, some horses have a, like a longer build up to a race. Some horses will have a, you know, a shorter build up depending on, you know, how quickly they come to hand fitness wise. So there's a heck of a lot that goes into yeah. it. Well, one person who is right in the thick of it is a well-known and well-respected trainer. She has a stable base on the Gold Coast, Annabelle Nisham. Annabelle, welcome. Thanks for having me on. It's great to speak with you. How's your day been so far? Yeah, good. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, as Sam said, it's a busy lifestyle being a trainer. Yeah, it is for sure. I'm not too sure how you do it. It's hard enough being a little small person riding them, let alone committing my whole <laughs> life to doing it day in, day out. And there's no one that deserves it any more success than you do with, you know, it's a massive operation having, you know, the stable you've got down south and obviously the stable at the Gold Coast there, which is firing too. And hopefully I can ride a couple of winners for you on Saturday. I know. I'm just <laughs> We haven't fared very well with the barrier draws. Barrier 13 <laughs> with both. But, um yeah. Yeah, no, it's great to have the stable up there, and um, obviously I'm extremely lucky to have Todd Todd Pollard. Um, it wouldn't be possible to have an interstate stable unless you had someone uh, very good in charge, and, and he's doing a phenomenal job. Um, he's you know he's an aspiring trainer himself, so um, it's great to have him up there, and and they've been uh, running really well out of the stable. Yeah, I've had a little bit to do with Todd when he was spending his time flying his trade early on back home in New Zealand, and. Like you said, he's um, got some lofty goals and he's a lovely person to deal with and certainly makes your job a lot easier, I'm sure, knowing that the stable up here is in capable hands. Yeah, exactly. And you know, he did a, a year and a half as assistant trainer to me in Sydney, so he, he got to, to know the system and the way we do things and he's in, implemented them up there. And it, it really helps, particularly when we've got horses you know, coming and going from, from each state. They're just slotting straight into the system that they know and... Um, and it's not just Todd, you know, we've got a great team um, around us up there. So um, it's been good and it's also been great having you uh, booting home a couple of winners for us as well. <laughs> yes, and a few more on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Fingers crossed. Annabelle, with Sam riding for you, what's she like as a jockey? Oh, she's very talented, good, very good hands. Like She rode a horse, I can't remember what the race was, but it was one of those races leading into the Stradbroke. Um, on Hollyfield and he's not the easiest ride and she made him look very easy and, and also a horse called More Than Number One who's um, also a very tricky horse she managed to get win as well so, so I need to try and get her back on him and get him back in the winner's <laughs> circle because I think she's the key <laughs> Sounds good to me I like it and, and Sam riding for Annabelle what's Annabelle like as a trainer? Well, I've been fortunate enough just to ride a small bit for Annabelle and the horses always go really well and she obviously does a fantastic job placing them, getting them fit, getting them ready. And like I said, I'm only a very, very small part of it, so I'm grateful for the opportunities that she gives me. Like I said, her stable's absolutely flying yeah. here and south. So, um, like, it's, yeah, 
awesome for me, really. Fantastic. Amazing. Love it. I think Todd, Todd enjoys having a fellow Kiwi. Yeah. <laughs> I think he definitely does. Sometimes we have a real good chit-chat about reminiscing on the days when we were back working around in minus four degree temperatures in winter and oh. now we're just living our best life here in Queensland. <laughs> it's nice we'll and keep warm. on doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Annabelle, for all of those who don't know, how do you become a trainer? Because we know we've spoken to Sam about how physically demanding, how mentally demanding being a jockey is and, and how you, you start up in the industry. For someone like yourself, tell us how much pressure is there on you? Well, firstly, I'll, before I even delve into that, I'll say I think being a jockey is a hell of a lot harder. I rode in a charity race back in England last week and watching the replay, I would, if it was a proper race, it would have been a steward's inquiry because I, <laughs> I felt like I was pushing the horse out and I was just sitting there like a statue and I flew like a train pulling up. So I've got, I'll never give a jockey a spray for a bad ride again. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> I, I just, I certainly don't think they give me my jockey license, but no tra- training. Um, obviously, you need you need you know some experience be- before doing so, and the, and the best way to do that is to work uh, for the best in the business way you can. And I I was very fortunate to start off with Gay Waterhouse, um, who obviously needs no introduction, and then and then I spent five years with Kieran Marr and David Eustace, who you know are now the leading trainers in, in Victoria. So I had a really good grounding from there. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's never, I remember that the time I made that decision to, to set out on my own, I was leaving a, a really good job running a, a satellite stable in Sydney. Um, and I sort of took the plunge. Um, and there was, you know, once you've done that, you sort of feel like there's no going back. But um, it's not just training as well. You've, you've got to look, sort of learn how to run a business and deal with staff and, and owners. You know, it's, it's the, training horses is, for me, the part that I love, but I've had to learn to do the rest of it as well. But um, I think that the most important thing is to have a good grounding from, from good trainers because whatever you learn is, is essentially what, what you're going to put in place. Yeah, for sure. Now, Annabelle, how have you dealt with, like I've noticed now being here um, in Australia, the, like, the social media side of things is obviously a massive part of the training too and keeping in touch with your owners. How have you managed to sort of deal with all of that on top of your already busy workload? Well, I'm lucky I've got a, a very good girl, Alex Turpin, that works for me, who, who deals with the social media. I'm not a, it, I know it's got to be part of it, but even, you know, I don't even go on social media much myself with my sort of personal pages. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it needs to be done because it's just, it's, you know, everybody's on it. Everybody's on social media the whole time, scrolling through Instagrams and Facebooks and what have you. So you've got to go with the times and, and try and be innovative as well. So, um, but it's not my strength. So, uh, what I have learned early on is things that aren't your strength, you've got to delegate elsewhere. Um, but certainly, you know, nowadays, back back in, in the old days, I, I know in England, owners wouldn't know their horses were running unless they, they read the newspaper and, and saw, you know, what the race cards for that day. There just, there just wasn't owner communications. Um, and there still isn't much over there. But uh, over in Australia, you know, the trainers are, are using, um, you know, videos and audios and, um, you know, one trainer starts doing doing more. You know, you've got to start doing it as well because uh, I think it, I think it's become a little bit like that. Once one person's doing one thing, everybody follows, and then someone does something else, and someone else follows again. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a, it's an entertainment business as well, mm-hmm. and those people that are putting, you know, paying good money for you to train their horse, they they want to be part of the journey. So 
it does take up a lot of time. Um, you know, some days I feel like I'm doing more reporting than I am actually looking at the horses, but it's just part of part of what it is, um, and it's part of the service that, that we've got to provide, and, and we enjoy doing that. Annabelle, why do you think the UK hasn't caught on to that? Why do you think Australian trainers do that more than the UK? I don't know. I mean, part I, I don't know if the number's exactly true, but I'm told one in every 200 Australian owns a share in a racehorse, whereas England would be nowhere near that number. I think, you know, a lot of horses here are syndicated um, and there could be, you know, 20 plus owners in a horse. And whereas in, in England, you don't really get that as much. Uh, there's a lot of overseas, um, a lot of overseas money um, from sort of Dubai and Bahrain and places like that. Um, you know, single owners owning these horses. And, you know, perhaps they're more of a, you know, a phone call job. But um, it, it just doesn't seem like there's that uh, big ownership base like we have in Australia. So maybe there's not the demand for it. Um, yeah, I think it's it's pretty important to, to make people enjoy that journey and, and encourage them back into the ownership. Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, it's about entertainment as well, isn't it? Uh, Annabelle, thank you so much for your time and for joining us on the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. Best of luck on the weekend. Hopefully Sam can get you a winner. Yes. Well, if, she can, if, if there's anyone that can get them in a good spot from a, from a bad gate, it'll be Sam. <laughs> Excellent. I love <laughs> thanks, it. Sam Annabelle, Bell. thanks so much. <laughs> All right, uh, time now for the latest in Racing Queensland news. On Friday, we've got racing at Ipswich a little bit later on this afternoon. Good luck to you, Sam, with that one. On Saturday, we are racing at Doombin, Aquas Park on the Gold Coast, Toowoomba, Townsville, and then in the country, Mitchell, Yapoon, Richmond, Nanango, Matabara. And then on Sunday... It's over at the Sunshine Coast. Good luck again with that one, Sam. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning into the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. It's been great to have you company, Sam. It's great to see you again. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Happy racing. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.